T-minus 10, 9. You're listening to the Launchpad Podcast with J-Man. Brought to you by Galant Media. Here's your host, J-Man. And thank you once again for joining me for yet another edition of the Launchpad Podcast, something that would not happen without my amazing sponsors, which would be Gallant Media for your business development needs and IT Gorilla for your IT services and solutions. And by sharing this very podcast, you can score yourself free merch as well as a free Android box courtesy of IT Gorilla. And you can find all episodes of the Launchpad Podcast at launchpadpodcast.com. This gentleman that I'm going to be bringing on, he is a fashion and fragrance guru. He's currently writing in Ottawa Life magazine and helping boys and girls get citified. Show them the magazine there. This is Sid Kratzbarg on the Launchpad Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing this afternoon? I am doing fabulously well. Peace and love to everyone. No, I love it. Because, God, it. we need a lot of love now. We do. And I think you are the perfect remedy for some of the stuff that's going on right now. I just want people to have a good time, smile, educate them with fragrance and fashion. So once we can all go outside and be normal again, there'll just be a whole bunch of, what are we going to call them? What do we call people that have been citified? Is there a term for those people? The, uh, citified. Like, Citified. I'm trying to like where we can just say it was population. The, uh, yeah, a population of people C- that have been citified. Citification. Citification. There we go. <laughs> it's like a simulation. Citification. There we've coined. It's that funny right because here. it was actually the media. Uh, I, I don't even know. Maybe it was a Toronto paper. I have no idea. Uh, they just said you've been citified. So I've I've been using that expression. I like it. I like it and. I'm really excited to ask you some questions about fragrance and fashion because I'm going to be coming from an extremely genuine spot because there's things that I just don't know. I've just been doing them and I don't know if I'm doing them right or wrong. And now I have an expert in front of me, so I'm looking forward to getting some answers. So we're going to start off with fashion. You okay with that, Sid? Whatever. Okay. So number one, uh, I love your shirt, by the way. Uh, Tell people what you're wearing. (laughs) Ah, I actually love Robert Graham, and uh, they're just too expensive. I would love to have a whole closet full, so I do some scouting around if I could find the odd one on sale, but I had to. I broke down and I got this one with the crystal buttons and the embroidery and the limited edition. Absolutely nuts to be paying this for a shirt, but I didn't care. I wanted to feel good. I'm tired of this COVID nonsense. So I said, I'm buying the shirt. Okay, here's question number one. Actually, this is spontaneous. I wasn't planning to ask. It's kind of like when you go to prison, apparently, I don't know, I've not been to prison, (laughs) (laughs) but you're not supposed to ask somebody what they're in prison for. Is it okay in today's fashion culture to ask how much someone paid for something that they're wearing? No. It it is tacky. Yeah. But but some people will be very glad to tell you, you know, (laughs) especially if they're wearing designer like Louis Vuitton and Prada, you know, they'll sort of slip it in, you know. No. I don't think you should discuss prices. 
Right. Okay. Now, did you learn that? In I fact? know. I know what you want to ask me. <laughs> no, You're dying to know there. how much are these Robert Graves shirts? No, right? I'm not going to say that. I'm not tacky. <laughs> I, I, I learned that in prison. No. <laughs> okay. So now we've talked about your shirt. I'm really curious about my shirts. Now, I tend to get some pretty good feedback with the shirts that I wear. I don't know if this is the proper time of year to be wearing something like this. I I love that shirt. Okay. Now, what is it that you love about this shirt that I'm wearing? I like I call it the BBB shirt, which means big, bold, beautiful. <laughs> We're talking about the shirt or me. <laughs> Both. You're a good-looking guy, and you should be wearing something. You don't need anything to be noticed. You've got the looks, buddy. No, I love a shirt that's big, bold, beautiful. I love what I love color, Jason. I always have, even as a young kid. Um, and that's where a whole discussion could come up. Uh, we can get into is trends and style. Right. And, absolutely. Uh, they're two separate entities. And explain, how is that so? You know what? Somebody, uh, you could be trendy, right? Mm -hmm. But you're just a sheep. You know what I say? Bah, bah. Because okay. you're following what everybody else is doing. Right. But if you have style, I always say everybody could create their own style. I'm a true believer. You might not like it, Jason, but that's me. That's other people. I've been wearing, and, I, and people know me, I've been wearing the big, unique glasses before all these young hipsters are wearing them, you know. I've been wearing the big fedoras. Now you're seeing all these 23-year-olds, these cool guys with the tight, straight jeans and the big fedoras. I've been wearing that for years. And another thing, I love that big, bold look. I've always worn, and I have many big watches. Right. And that's, what, that's a trend now. But I've been doing it for years. Probably the last 40 years. Right. Okay. So then where is this line to where you're kind of being a lone wolf and doing your own thing in fashion yep. and then just having a really bad look in fashion, right? Like I could be doing something that nobody else is doing and I'm like, look at me and I'm fashion, but sometimes could that not be a faux pas in itself? Someone's just dressing bad? It could be a faux pas, yes, yes, w without a doubt. But I think you could create a style. Hey, if that's your style, hey, Jason's known as the guy who wears sandals and white socks, so be it. That's my thing. <laughs> no, it's just, I think style. You know, look at who had style. Go back to the women. You know, go back to Jackie Kennedy, Grace Kelly, Audrey Hepburn. That's true style. Cary Grant, these 20-year-olds would say, who the hell's that? These are men that had style. Uh, it wasn't a trendy thing. The Duke of Windsor, uh, the Queen's uncle that was banned for marrying, what's her name? Oh, yes. Uh, Wallace. Is that, is that Harry or He had I have style. No idea. He started his own style, the Windsor Knot. Don't, that's where the Windsor Knot came from. Right. So who would be the person today that's doing it the best? If you had to pick one male and one female that's nailing fashion right now, who could these people be looking to? 
That's a good question. Well, I'll tell you who I absolutely am in love with, and my wife laughs about it. I think she's DDG. You know what that is? I don't. Tell me. <laughs> Drop Dead Gorgeous. Okay, I like it. You know who I absolutely enthralled with, and we're hoping to be able to do uh, an interview with her, Lisa Laflamme. Okay. And why? What is it about her? What that... I, I love her because she exemplifies a woman of her age who's gorgeous, who has style. She exemplifies fashion and uniqueness. I don't know. Do you watch the national news? I don't watch Every... enough, especially no. not lately. <laughs> well, I'm only watching it because Lisa LaFlamme's doing it. Right. <laughs> no, I just love her. I think she's got that style that, that's just wow. Yeah. Just fabulous. I love it. I was waiting for a fabulous. Thank God. <laughs> I've got to get fabulous, a fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous. I'll give you three fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> now, in regards to winter colors, and I yeah. know there's seasonal colors. Is there a winter color? Like, I feel that during the winter, like, this might be a little bit too loud. Should I be wearing no, 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 whites no. or grays? No? Not at all. Do you know what the trends are this season for men and for women? Well, that's why bright, I brought you on. Yeah. Bright colors. Yeah, okay. You're seeing fabulous bright colors. You're seeing uh, amazing uh, well, just some of the trends, the big puffer vests for men, for women, the puffer coats. These are some of the trends. And something I've never worn, but the fisherman beanies. Do you wear those little woolen beanies? I do not wear the beanies. Good. Something I don't like. <laughs> okay. And especially on the summer, you'll see some guys wearing these little beanies in the summer. It's, it's, to me, it's crazy. You're seeing a lot of reds, a lot of blues, uh, big, bold patterns, uh, leather coats for men and for women, very big. Now, what are some of the fashion faux pas? For me, flip-flops. I think flip-flops are for the beach. I personally don't wear flip-flops every okay. day in the summer. No, no. Right. So, I mean, you'll wear now, a do sandal. You wear flip, you'll do wear you a wear sandal flips? over a flip-flop, right? Yeah. Like a sandal is one thing, a flip-flop is a different thing, correct? Right. The beach okay. flip-flops, you yeah. know, with the thing between your toe. I will wear flip-flops <laughs> when I'm wearing the, the attire that would go with flip-flops, like shorts and a t-shirt, then I'll wear a flip-flop. But you're saying even in that case, I yeah. should wear something else. I'm, I'm tacky. So I'm killing it with this No, shirt. you're not. You're not tacky, my friend. That's just I, since, that's okay. just to me, I want to see people get out of that. Right. And the other thing I, I, that bothers me, that's just me. I don't want to see guys in leather pants. No, uh-oh. Guess what? No, I'm kidding. I'm not wearing leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's a question. I'll, I'll tag on to that because... The shirt part I find is easy. I can go out there and I can find nice shirts. It's like, well, what do I wear for pants? So right now, I just happen to be wearing a nice pair of jeans, but they're black, right? Fabulous. Black jeans are still, yeah, still hip, trendy. A nice pair of cargo pants, but not too baggy. Okay. Um, a, a pair of black dress pants. 
And I love, I love the color pants too. I, I love those bright colors for guys. And I, I just think if you could carry it off, wear it. Right. Now, what about these tight pants? Like when I was younger, uh, it used to be about pants that kind of like the cuffs of the bottom of your pants went over your shoes or over a fair bit of the shoes. Yeah, you're, now you're it seems like everything's so tight. Yeah, you're seeing a lot of the younger ones, but that's a pet. That's another pet peeve for Sid. Okay. I think too many guys are wearing these tight pants. I'm, I've gained too much weight. To me, I don't want to see a guy with slim, so tight pants and his pot is hanging over. Right. And I don't want to see older men in skinny, tight pants. Right. And the bulge. The bulge. That make, come on. I, I should not be able to see bulge, correct? Many bulges, yes. Many, I don't, yeah, I want to see zero bulges. I want zero bulges. <laughs> right? Maybe this bulge, like I can handle this bulge. No, no, you're bulge. looking good. You, no, no. Those are just Sid's pets, peeves. Okay, Sid. So if you want the Sid stamp of approval, those things got to be gone. They got to be no, gone. That's just me. Hey, if you're comfortable wearing that, hey, go ahead. And you know what? Another thing. I never understood why it became a fashion trend. It's just me. It's something I don't like is right. ripped jeans, okay. rips all over. I, I just don't find that cool for me. Mm -hmm. And that's men, women combined. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. just. Sid, I got to get your, your point of view on this. Um, because then you get thrown under the bus and I don't have to take Oh, I'll away. be thrown <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> if I'm sure. What about these shorts that are so short that they should be just shows or something? Like, there's not even an RTS on the end because that would be too long for how short these shorts are. Women's shorts are barely anything anymore. Should your bottom no. be hanging out the back of your shorts? Is no, that, no. That's not fashion. No. But one of the trends, it's funny you brought that up in one of the magazines, was the real short shorts for guys, too. Okay. I... I no, no. And you know what? I think you need to dress for your body. And we all can't be slim. Look, you've, you've got a good physique. You're slim. I'm, I'm not going to wear very tight pants and uh, skin-tight jeans with my pot. But I'm seeing too many people, particularly ladies and men too, that should not be wearing short shorts and should not be wearing skin-tight clothing. You know what sometimes I say? Do they not own a mirror? Right. You think a lot of these problems would just be solved by buying clothes that fit them adequately opposed to trying to squeeze into something that doesn't. I'm a believer, but this is just me. Right. Uh, young people, it's throwaway fashion. That's what it's become. But as we get older, I really believe in buying a few essential good pieces. Yes, you're going to pay for them, but you'll be able to carry that on year after year in your wardrobe. I don't have a Burberry raincoat. They're about 1800 right? But people, I know people who have a Burberry raincoat, gorgeous trench, a lot of businessmen that I've met, and they said, I've had my Burberry for nine, ten years now. Right. You know? So there's a if quality you want to throw away fashion, you can go, 
you know, the young people want throwaway fashion. I'm, you know, they're young, they're in school, they're starting a career, you know, run into, I don't want to give uh, publicity to all these stores, you know, the inexpensive stores, right. you know, you'll pay 20 bucks, wear it one season, throw it away. Right. Okay. I, I do believe you have to ask yourself cost per item. And if it's a good piece of clothing, it pays Jason to have it. Right. I bought a jacket. I waited forever for this damn jacket. And I'm going to tell you, I actually will mention Harry Rosen. And I was, and I got a little inheritance and a wise man puts it away and saves. Right. I said to hell in this, I am buying, I always wanted a Valentino. I, I just love that designer. I wanted that shirt, Jason. Uh, I walked, not a shirt, a jacket. I walked into uh, Harry Rosen many, many, it's about 14 years ago, 15 years ago. And there it was on a mannequin. I was going gaga and I was with Sandy, my wife. I said, I want that jacket. And I looked at the price. It was Valentino. It was 2300 at the time. And I said, oh my God. And uh, the guy who was there, I won't mention his name. He was the nicest guy. Just, I said, I love that jacket. If it ever goes on sale, please, please, please. They had about four of them. I got a call, and he said, Sid, the jacket's on sale. And I said, well, how much is the jacket now? He said, well, he said, you know, it was 2200 He says, it's down now to 1800 And I said, oh, God, no, no, no. I said, if it really goes on sale, he said, I promise you, if it's there, because they had three or four. Right. Jason, it went on sale. I did it. I've never in my life paid for a sports jacket $800. I am 70 years old. That jacket has been taken in and it has been let out. When you crease the material, it just lets loose. It's an Italian fabrication. I have been wearing that jacket for, well, how long now? 20 years? Right. And it still looks as good as ever. So that answers the question that, yes, oftentimes price is associated to the quality of the product that you're buying. Yes, but not but not always. I know you could spend a lot for a fragrance. There are people that are spending seven, eight hundred dollars for a bottle of fragrance. Well, what about this? What about something, let's say, Lululemons? Like when I think about Lululemons myself, I'm thinking that's something that's just overpriced. Other people say it's really great quality. Where does that fall on the scale of quality to price? No. For this sportswear, I know a lot of young people or people buy the Lululemon, uh, what do they call them, the jogging pants and right. whatnot. They do last. Okay. I mean, it's going to last and it looks better than the, the $10, $18 Walmart pants. Right. Okay. I just wanted to throw that out there because, like, that's all I know as far as female fashion. Because so, <laughs> many, so many ladies are wearing leggings these days. Like, that just came out of nowhere. There used to be just pants and skirts, and now there are leggings. And I'm just trying to figure out, are these in fashion? Are they not in fashion? Or are they just something cute to wear? Maybe you can well, look on that. And I also think we have to look at what city we're living in, Jason. And I'm going okay. to be thrown under the bus. I know it. 
and I'll blame you. <laughs> um, we're Ottawa. We're government. Yes, COVID's here. I, let, let's look at before COVID. Right. We're changing, but we're not a fashion city, Jason. Mm-hmm. We are a government town. Right. Um, it's not a priority, but I used to say when you were in Montreal, yes. fashion oozes out of the pores of the body. It does. It, they breathe. They live fashion. Even in Toronto, you know, you will see beautifully dressed people, you know, guys. And that's another pet peeve. This casual Friday that we used to have, Mm -hmm. it just went to a totally other level that that I thought it's ridiculous. Casual Friday to me is not jogging pants and a T-shirt, which I would see a lot of people going in our government buildings, sorry to say. Sid's watching you. Sid is watching you. Maybe tr- maybe our prime minister's watching me. Yeah, maybe he should. Let's not go there. Don't even mention No, let's things. not go there. <laughs> let's not go there. I don't want to talk about him. Uh, now, we spent quite a bit of time on fashion right there. Thank you so much. Now, I know you used to be much more into fashion, and you've more recently transitioned into fragrance. And I think this is a really important topic. Because I feel that fragrance, just speaking of my own circle, it seems to be a little bit of a dying breed. And I think it has a lot to do with people going fragrance-free and whatever it might be. I'm huge on fragrance. Now, the truth is, and I think like many other people, fragrance is just something that we put on and we really just don't think that much of it other than have I put on too much or have I put on too little? So number one, let's just stick with where we are right now. We're in winter. I'm sure that fragrances must be seen. Yes. What are people looking to put on their bodies right now? Yes. So it's like other, it's like fashion. You know, in winter, we wear a a heavier coat, right? Right. In summer, we strip down light clothing. Fragrance too. Um, Change your fragrance. Fresh, light fragrances. You can wear all year round, don't get me wrong. But in the fall season and the winter season, you could tend to go to a heavier fragrance, Jason. And um, there's just so many things about fragrance. It's a personal choice. I love it. I, I, I love working with fragrances and really proud that I've launched. This has been so exciting in my career. I've had the biggest launches, and I'm, I'm proud of that fact, of, of some of the stores that I've been involved with. Uh, Holt Renfrew. Um, I launched so many fragrances in Ottawa and I felt so damn good about it because we beat, you know, the metropolitan, the Toronto where the sun shines, like the whole world is supposed to evolve in Canada, I should say around Toronto. You know, So it gave me great pleasure to have the best sales. Um, Jean-Franco Ferry, the Gucci, the Versace, D squared. Uh, They've been fabulous, fabulous, fabulous fragrances. Mm-hmm. And so, and you it was do great. Think to, it was great to launch them. And the other thing, um, it's an accessory, Jason. Fragrance is an accessory, and um, 
it's to choose the right fragrance through some type of questioning that I do to find that perfect fragrance for you. Okay. Now, how does that fragrance work? Is it based on what it is that reacts to your skin? Because I believe fragrances smell different sometimes on different people. Or Totally. Yeah. Totally, Jason. Okay. You should always... How I sell a fragrance is once I get to know you and we narrow it down to, let's say, two fragrances, okay? Uh, spray a little on each wrist or on a, particularly on the body. And I'll tell you, come and see me, Jason, in a half hour, okay? Okay. Uh, walk, around, walk around the store or if I'm doing an event, a uh, seminar on fragrances, the same thing. Spray it on, walk around, let's wait 10 minutes. Because you're absolutely correct. What smells good on me might not smell good on you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's skin is different, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, once you choose the right fragrance and uh, give people a few tips, because there are tips. Okay. Example, where do you keep your fragrance, Jason? Oh, man, I just kind of keep it out in the room. Like I have, like by my peninsula there, I just have it uh, just away from light. And then when I'm just kind of walking out the door, I'll just go squirt, squirt, and out I go. Okay, because one of the biggest faux pas is keeping your fragrance in the bathroom. You don't want to. Oh, that's because there's humidity from showers and all that kind of stuff, right? Awesome. Nailed it. See, I'll have you come with me. We could sell fragrance. You know these <laughs> tips. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Humidity and dampness, it, it, it breaks down the, um, the perfume. It weakens the fragrance. And another faux pas, and you see it all the time. Don't rub it in. No. Why? Okay. Why, why do you think, Jason? Uh, well, I, I, I'm guessing that maybe you're just kind of like breaking down the chemical compounds of the, of the cologne. You're breaking down your top note. Okay. The top note of your fragrance. Um, apply more fragrance in the winter than the summer. Did you know that? And why is that? Is it because it's just not as hot and, and it generally reacts on, on warmth and heat Mo in the body? Mole molecules shrink. Right. Okay. Okay. So therefore you have to apply more. Another one is, um, I love this. After you have your shower, you dry down, then spray because your skin is moistured. Right. That was going to be a it's question wet. I was going to ask. Someone's going to say when was the best time to apply and how should you apply Sid? Is this something to where you put it directly behind the ears and spray right on? Is it something that you put your fingers on and, and, and dab? Is it something that you spray in the air and you walk into? I've heard so many different variations. There's so many, there's so many different ways. Some people one spray and just sort of walk, but the other way that's fabulous behind the ear. Right. And do you know where else is one of the best spots behind your knee? Oh, really? Even because if you're wearing clothing? It, even if you're wearing pants? It, it resonates. But even if you're wearing pants, like even if that's covered, it's still a good place to put? Yeah. Really? Just put, just a little behind the knee or after your shower is even better, you know, just 
put it behind your knee and it will resonate. The other thing that I find, and I think somebody asked you that question, Jason, so many men, particularly the young guys, they spray far too much. Right. And what's too much, generally speaking? What is for sure too much? Like a bottle of Axe, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I've had so many mothers, they've come with their 17-year-old kids, they're starting to shave and they want, they're really into fragrance. The guy wants a fragrance. And the mother said, Sid, I beg of you, help me, help me. He's spraying almost a whole bottle on his body. I, I, we're getting sick. We can't stand it. Right. So you, you start talking to these young guys and educating them how to put on a fragrance. Right. And you're just saying, find a way that works for you, but just don't put on too much. Find a way that works for you and... Uh, Hey, it works. And there's so many fabulous fragrances right now. It, I mean, we could talk, we could do 10 shows on different fragrances. Right. Now, I do have a pet peeve for fragrances. And that would be? Yes. And you know what it is? Let's take, what's her name, the singer? I think should just call it quits and move on, uh, Madonna. Okay. Uh, let's take uh, Beyonce. Uh, we can go on and on. All these famous singers are creating scents, right? Right. I personally find them horrible. I have not smelled one scent that I'm going gaga over. Even Lady Gaga's scent I thought was <laughs> horrible. Okay. And I wasn't going gaga over it. Right. You know what I say? Now, guess who Now, who has a fragrance? Michael Bublé. Did you know that? Oh, it sounds classy. <laughs> I smell say good. stick to singing, Jason. <laughs> okay, gotcha. God's given them a talent and leave okay. the fragrance to the real talented people who develop. Right. Now, let's talk about your fragrance there, Sid. What I like? Yeah. Personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say I'm a Versace man and Bulgari. All right. Now, I'm not familiar with the second. And so what makes these so special? What makes them something that you enjoy? They're just scents that I I personally really like. They're just Mm -hmm. beautiful scents. They're light. They're fresh. I'm not a guy who likes a heavy fragrance. Right. And, well... Bulgari, they've been around forever, right? Mm -hmm. And another one that I absolutely love for men, and it's one of my favorites, is Lanvin. Have you heard of Lanvin? I have not. Okay. Lanvin is the oldest French house, older than Chanel. Their men's fragrances are fabulous. And um, I launched all the Burberry fragrances in Ottawa. That's what I wear. I wear Burberry. And... um, it's not bad when I launch it, but we're go- we're going back a while ago, Jason. You've <laughs> got right, to try enough. some of the some of the new ones. Another fabulous fragrance um, is the Philip um, the Philip Plain, the German. Uh, he's a German designer. I love it. It's and it's called um, No Limits. Okay, and these and it's be- the. It's ahead, the please. coolest car uh, fragrance because it's in the shape of a black credit card. And you know what that credit card is? It's the million-dollar credit card. 
people who have piles of money get the black credit card. Right. It has a physical weight. It feels heavy. Yeah. It's fabulous. But the scent is absolutely beautiful. The bottles. Another one that I was honored to launch and had the best sales, D Squared. You've heard of D Squared? I am like the least posh person you know. I just have a nice shirt and that's it. So no, I don't ah, know that. I don't well, know. Well, D squared are the two Canadian guys. You know the two twin brothers, Dan and Dean Caton? I know them now. And you do know it now. And uh, their boutiques, the D squared jeans, that's what they became famous for. You know, people spending 300 or more. Right. But they have the most fashionable clothing, hip, modern, um, and you know who wears a lot of D squared and that helps sell it. Right. So now we've talked Drake. about a lot of the male fragrances. Oh yeah. Drake, anything he does is amazing. So when he now, wears the D squared T or the, uh, sweatshirt, everybody's running out buying D squared. So now we've talked a lot about the male fragrances and those would be some great Christmas presents for your men. But maybe take your men to the shop and let somebody help you with that to make sure that the fragrance that you're buying them you suits got them. It. And, and then for secondly, ladies, yes, what would be good for the ladies? I love the Versace collection. Absolutely gorgeous. The, um, the Dylan Blue, it's called Eau de Parfum for women. Fabulous. Bright crystal, light, fresh with a yuzu fruit, Y-U-Z-U, a Japanese fruit. Beautiful. The other amazing women's, uh, Moschino. Have you heard of Moschino? It's called uh, to- No. You're giving Another- me way too much credit. <laughs> uh, well, it's called Toy 2. Okay. Fabulous fragrance for women. Um, Lava. The one that I launched, it's so exclusive. It's only found in one store in Ottawa. And which store would that be? Shameless plug for uh, I should be giving them a plug, should I? What do you say? <laughs> Go for Nordstrom. it. Okay. And it's called Eclat d'Arpege. It is exquisite fragrance. I've had women traveling the world. That's the fragrance they want. It has Italian citrus white tea. The other amazing line, without a doubt, is Bulgari. Their white tea, their green tea fragrances. They have a new one called um, what's it? Uh, Splendida Patchouli Temptation. Absolutely gorgeous. Top note being patchouli. These are absolute gorgeous. And may I say, affordable luxury fragrances. A lot of people today don't have $700 and $600 to buy a fragrance. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So. Especially in today's landscape with what every with everything yeah that's going on we're right going now. through this right now we're worrying about paying our mortgages and our bills with this stupid covid and the people out of work my heart aches you know and it's mm. just uh it's terrible what's going on with people right now i want to finish on a really happy note and a really interesting note and something yeah, that yeah. gives people a little bit of a deeper glance inside to the crazy mind of sid kratzberg and you were telling me, and this is something that didn't pop up in my research. Now, you've been in the city for your entire life. Uh, you've popped in and out to pursue certain projects, but you have a background in media, being a speaker, and you 
from what you've told me in some of your stories, you're able to take things that are kind of hot and topical and use them to translate to people a message that you want to get across to whatever audience that it is that you're speaking to. And you did something really clever with new kids on the block that we were just talking about a little bit uh, before we started live with the, the podcast. Tell me how new kids in the block and Sid Kratzbarg came together. Uh, well, I love music. I always use music in the classroom. Even Frank Sinatra believe it. My kids in grade two would know the words to that's life. <laughs> they love to sing. Well, I loved the new kids on the block and I took their songs and developed a writing program. So all those people out there that are watching that are in their 30s, 40s, that's the, the 40 year olds loved new kids on the block even my daughter that's that's the age we're looking at and she's 40 now and remember the song um step one you step could have two. lots of fun it's just me fun. and you yeah you got <laughs> it and this one's for the children the children of the world you know how can we change our music step one so i took the song example step one the five steps and i created writing programs based on okay and we'd play the new kids in the class and uh the the media did all the work on it and uh said wow you know, we want to do a story on you. I had the TV cameras, major newspapers. They were calling me the new Sid on the block. So what I wanted to do was um, to, to go back. I used to speak literally to thousands of people in the United States as a keynote uh, speaker. And, uh, you know, there'd be thousands sitting there. And I would show them how to use music. And then I told them, you know what? Um, there's so much you could do with the new kids on the block. Anyways, uh, I managed to get in contact with their management team through, I won't mention the name, a very connected person in the music industry in Ottawa at the time. And he got me through to them. And I sent them faxes. I probably was in, a, I think, so many major papers in Canada and TV work. And over the course of about four months, it was constant sending media stuff. Media stuff. I even had to get a lawyer. That's another story, okay, which I won't get into, an okay. entertainment lawyer. <laughs> okay. And you know what happened? Hmm. When we were finally ready to do this project. I wanted to create an international writing contest with a video. And kids would send in how they could change the world or taking their songs, doing writing strategies. And there would be one person from every country in the world would have come to Toronto to meet the new kids on the block. Oh, it was a fabulous project. Guess what? they petered out at that time. Oh, they no. weren't as popular. And I had these visions. Oh my God, I'm going to create a writing strategy, kids around the world. And also my friend said, yeah, just think all the money you would get when everybody buys those videos. Right. <laughs> no, but it, it was fun. It was exciting. Um, I love kids. I was a primary teacher. Uh, I just 
think they're fabulous. They're honest. They'll tell you the truth, Jason. Little mm -hmm. kids will tell you the truth. Right. They and don't care if they hurt your feelings. I was going to say, yeah, they, will. they will just <laughs> drop it. They will drop it on you. And out of nowhere, it always comes out of nowhere, I find. I know, I know, but it was uh, it was exciting, you know, and and being in the National Enquirer, I was telling you about that. That was a hoot too. Who'd ever think Sid would be in the National Enquirer on the cover of Hollywood's Hottest Bodies? And I shared that story with you. Yeah, and how did that come to be, like a, a hot body? Oh, well, that just was the addition they put me. In. Okay, because okay. I was in, I was doing a seminar. Um, I used to be a keynote speaker for the uh, IRA, and I was telling you, it was not the Irish Republican Army. That's good. <laughs> it this was, would be over. <laughs> yeah, it was the International Reading Association. Right. And it's really funny because I, I, I get on the elevator, and uh, I'd be with people, and I'd be saying, oh, yeah, I'm, about to, I'm presenting for the IRA, and people would give you very strange looks. <laughs> but anyways, I would tell these teachers, by the National Enquirer, because they had the funniest stories in them. Example, um, who had the most cats in their house? A house that had the most mirrors in their house, and I'd cut them out. Uh, a house that was built in the shape of a booth, like old Mother Hubbard. And I would tell the teachers these stories, they'd laugh, and I'd say, you gotta buy a National Enquirer. Well, lo and behold, one day uh, I was in a school training teachers, and the principal came to the room and he said, when you're done, could you take a, a call? And I said, yeah, it's a long distance. I'll never forget. And the man's name was Michael Bolton, not the singer. I'll have to show you the article. And uh, he said, are you the guy, Sid Kratzberg, that tells teachers to buy the National Enquirer? I said, yes. He said, well, I am from the National Enquirer. We love that you as an educator are actually using the National Enquirer stories. Can we do a story on you? Wow. I said, yeah, sure. So they flew a photographer. They wouldn't go to anybody locally. They flew a photographer from New York, did the photo shoot, and lo and behold, that's the edition I was in. And it was Inquire is Teacher's Pet. Oh, I and love I'm holding that. the Inquire and the whole story, how I've used the Inquire. That's great. Well, Sid, I would love to have you back on the show maybe every three, four months, and we could talk about fragrance and fashion at the time. Uh, you've been an absolute hoot. This is something very different for me. I've learned a lot, and I'm sure uh, the individuals watching this podcast at home or out and about really enjoyed your company and your influence as well. Thank you. My pleasure. And I have to say, could you still hear? I have to say one thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. You are a fabulous teacher. Everybody knows that I'm a talker. This techie stuff, oh my God, I'm pulling my hair out. Look at my beautiful hair is all gone. You've taught me how to do, this is the first time I've been on TV, I've been on radio, magazine. I've never done a talk Zoom. this way. And, and you performed quite well. So Thank you once again for that. Thank you. Yes, this was Sid Kratzbarg, and he is a badass. Now, I did not know 
He was a former keynote speaker. He's a motivator. He's a fragrance and fashion guru. And you can find him in Ottawa Life Magazine, uh, where he's doing a four-part segment. He's showing up right there. And where can people get that magazine, my friend? Some of the stores. If you're a subscriber, another thing I found out, if you're a subscriber in eastern ontario to the globe and mail you get it's it's put in the it's put in the uh newspaper okay so i'll make sure you can go to a link i'll make sure to provide the link so people can find out that information subscribe or go to a store that's carrying that to find out more about sid and fashion and fragrance once again a huge shout out to my sponsors glant media and it gorilla you can check out all episodes of the launchpad podcast at the launchpad podcast J-Man saying, as always, I'm out of you like a belly button. You take her easy. Peace and love.